You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. So uh, just right off the top. Before we get into the episode, I just want to apologize to everyone listening because I did lose my voice a little bit. Um, just bear bear with us. Katrina might have to drive a lot of the conversation today. And we don't want that. <laughs> I think it's inevitable. So how are you? Um, you know, doing well. Nothing very exciting, just existing nice you um i feel like you had a wild little time (laughs) yeah i uh it was my birthday yesterday um and so i was celebrating over the weekend and i feel like my voice is very misleading because it's not like i was really going out and getting super super like lit (laughs) it sounds like you had a wild birthday (laughs) i really did not (laughs) it was actually very low-key I played um board games with my roommates one day um and then I went to the pride parade on Sunday which was super fun some of my friends came over from Pender and we all hung out and I think that's where I lost my voice because I was yelling um because I can't go to a parade half-assed like if I'm going to a parade I'm really sending it I guess and then just on that note of sending it when we go to parades uh, I had a horrible memory Sarah's not kidding when she says when we go to parades we take it far (laughs) it's not for fun and games I know exactly what you're gonna historically proven point you have a do you have a story for us anything you want to elaborate on um really the only one that I think I'm thinking of right now is the time we dressed up for a Canada Day parade when we were I don't know 13 for I can never really tell we could be 11 at this point we could be 18 all the years I always just say 14 because it makes me feel better just in case we were older (laughs) but no point being we dressed up so so aggressively went there naturally way too early I'm assuming and then had tourist families take photos with us because we were so on theme and it's like 
I wasn't even like that passionate about Canada Day. No, I think it's just going to a parade. Mm-hmm. Something about the event is exciting. It doesn't it's matter so what exciting. the parade is. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, I interrupted your <laughs> No, it's all good. I my my voice needs rest in between um spiels. So uh but yeah, and then yesterday, which was like my actual birthday, I just went to Tofino by myself. Um, which is ironically where I lost my voice because I it was like a it's like a four and a half hour car ride. So like I was playing a bump and playlist and I was like scream singing in the car at certain points. Um, and then I lost my voice. And I think it's just like a like I went to a music festival a couple weekends ago and like I remember my throat was like a little bit sore after that just because like of again yelling and then my voice recovered and it was like pride parade and then I just think it's like a lot of different things I've just been overworking my voice I have taken like five negative COVID tests just because my boss is immunocompromised so like every day I take a new test just to like triple check that I didn't bring anything back from the states so like it's not COVID I literally just need to shut the fuck up for a second but then I also have a podcast so I can't do that um and yeah I also wanted to talk about uh Katrina's gift to me for my birthday before we uh get into like today's topic because I really loved it um she got me a keychain that has the Spotify code of our podcast on it um and we've almost been doing this for a year so it made me super emotional also I'm just an emotional person I was like oh my god this is so meaningful um (laughs) I was wondering. I I love that. (laughs) I was also wondering, I remember receiving the package and I was like, what the fuck is in here? It's so thin. Like it literally felt like there was nothing in the package. And I was like, I have no idea. Like I had no idea what it could be. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I was. It would also be funny. And (laughs) do you remember that episode of SpongeBob where I think Patrick or SpongeBob, one of them gifts the other one a box that's empty? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's what I was doing. That that is something we would do. Um, but yeah, I was also kind of thinking about it, and I was like, "Man, if anyone, because like I have it on my keychain, obviously I'm gonna use it." But like, people are gonna ask me like, "Oh, what? Like, what is your keychain?" And I'm gonna have like, I'm either gonna sound like super conceited, and I'll be like, "Oh, it's my podcast," or I don't know. I feel I feel like nervous about having to explain it to people. For the first time. It's, it's a very public, like, here it yeah. is. Here it is. You want to scan it? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, imagine they're like, no. <laughs> honestly, fair. I understand. Not even offended. I'm like, cool. I get it. Anyways, that was my um my birthday celebrations. Uh are you drinking anything today? A nice bottle of water. Nice. What about you? After your wild birthday celebrations that have led to a loss in voice. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking, uh, it's quite early for me, so I'm drinking coffee with uh, honey, and then eventually I'm going to graduate to tea with honey. Coffee with honey. Is that good? Have you never had coffee with no. honey? I've only ever heard of people drinking tea with honey. 
I mean, it's the it's the same as like coffee with sugar. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I've genuinely never heard of anyone drinking coffee with honey. So that threw me off for a second. But now I'm thinking about it. There's definitely like lattes that you can get with honey. Mm-hmm. It's good. Hmm. I like it. Do you have a reason for drinking? No, not really. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking. I did come to the realization that it's like July 1st uh, at the end of the week, which means it's halfway through my summer. And I didn't love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to get some um, some pre-recording in pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh well um what about you just thought i lost my voice (laughs) that's my reason fair enough everything was going so well so today we will be talking about the throne of glass the first in the series by sarah j mass I was very excited for this. Um, obviously, after reading uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses, I had high expectations, not for not particularly for the book, but for how I would react to the book. We are definitely back on our bullshit this episode. Um, oh, I do want to say before we get into the spoilers, uh, upon doing some light research, which as always, we probably should have done before starting a series. Apparently, there's another book that you can read before reading this book in the series, or I think you can read it third or fourth in the series. It's like you got options for where you can read it. Oh, that's like a bunch of um, it's like a collection of novellas that are like characters backstories and a, a really lo- yeah and a lot of people recommend that you read it before you read the first <laughs> book but we did not do that <laughs> naturally we didn't do that i don't know why we are like this but here we are um okay so yeah it's called um the assassin's blade that's what you should read <laughs> before Okay, well, we'll throw it in there somewhere. Yeah, we'll do it at some point. Um, it was super annoying because, like, I was reading an article about it. Um, and I just want to say, I kind of like our structure for the podcast and how we always do spoiler-free things first and give people a warning before we get into the spoilers. Because I was reading this article and... I mean, granted, the spoilers didn't really mean anything to me because there was like characters that I hadn't heard of or anything like that. But <clears throat> there was just like little things that were mentioned in the article where it's like, okay, well, if I'm a person who's asking what order to read these books in, I obviously, probably, yeah, should, like don't spoil anything. Like just say like, here's option one, here's option two. Don't give me an article explaining why with spoilers because- Obviously, I haven't read the series before. Otherwise, I wouldn't be asking this question. Anyways, 
That was annoying. But I think fourth is when we'll read it. I'll double check and hopefully not get anything else spoiled for me in the way. Yeah, we just throw it in anywhere. (laughs) Well, I mean, we've established that we don't like novellas, so. Yeah, that's true. However, after reading it the second time, the benefit was there. We were just a bit critical. Oh, shit. Also, before we get into the um, kind of spoiler-free stuff, um, I have a bit of an announcement to make, and I know that you don't know this because (laughs) you don't know anything really about things that go on behind the scenes for the podcast. Um, I love you, but you bring the vibes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, as of yesterday... We hit 500 downloads. Damn. Yeah. It's a milestone. <laughs> Big day. Hey, and on your birthday. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have to keep my voice really low. <clears throat> Otherwise, no sound. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, just wanted to say thank you for everyone, uh, who listens to us because I don't know why you do it, um, (laughs) but we appreciate every single one of you. And it's crazy to me still that we keep on getting downloads in other countries. Um, and I'm like, how do you hear about us? Um, so thank you to everyone who like, not only listens to us but also like spreads the word and like tells all of their friends because it's just it's it's just it's crazy to to see the numbers grow and to see that like people actually enjoy listening to us talk about books (laughs) (laughs) maybe not this episode with my voice sounding like this but you know some people might enjoy it more it's like a little asmr moment um It, yeah, especially because we started like about a year ago, surprises me. Um, but kind of cool that this is something we do mainly just for fun for ourselves. People actually listen to. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. But here we are, and we're still doing it. Well, and. I read some great books along the way and some, some ones I hated, but <laughs> some ones that we will never let go. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably not that bad. <laughs> You're just dramatic. <laughs> yes. All right. So, I mean, let's just get into this uh, spoiler free stuff then. I'm I'm ready to talk about this book. Been waiting. Not sure. Uh, or uh. <laughs> what? For those of you who have been following along with the podcast, you may know that um, we love Sarah J. Mass, specifically her A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Did we already introduce the book? Yes, we did. You introduced yeah. the book. Um. So. I don't know. I would say that I 
I would say my. I would say my expectations of this book actually weren't that high because the Akatar series was so high for me that I was kind of like, I don't expect like this book to be as groundbreaking as Akatar was for me. Like, Fair. I feel like that's a, that's a more realistic way um, to have gone into the series. I was aiming high. I thought I, I, I mean, I knew I was going to love it because I love her writing style. And I feel like from what I've heard, it's like very popular. Um, and a lot for a lot of people, this is their favorite Sarah J. Mass series. Um, it is for a bit of a younger audience. It's not um, like, I mean, there's no porn in, in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spicy level zero. Yeah. It is not. So, like, I enjoyed that personally. Yeah. Um, Actually, there might be some gentle knee touching, so. There's, like, it's very, like, PG, you know? Yeah. It's very, like, you can, you can tell when, like, Obviously, it's it's Sarah J. Mass. Like it's I'm there's going to be romance in there a little bit. There wasn't a whole lot of romance in this book, um, but you could tell when characters were like into each other. Yeah, but that it, was kind of like romance, not sex. Yeah, yeah, it was more like crushes. It was adorable. It was adorable. Yeah, I did like it. All right. So, what is what is your overall rating for this one? Oh, you don't have anything spoiler free to say. <laughs> you just like really want to get into the spoilers. I, guess. I, I just want to know what you think. I forgot we did the spoiler free first. Um, it is another fantasy series, obviously, because mm-hmm. Sarah J. Mass. Does she write non fantasy? I don't think so. Uh, I said obviously really confidently, and then I realized I've done no research. So <laughs> fair enough. We, but that is the brand of the podcast. That's yeah. just Take like nothing I say to heart. Um, I think for me, this book did. It might have taken me longer to get into than Akatar did. However, actually, the first one did take me a while to get into, too. Like, I didn't love it initially. I was a bit bored. Um, I think it was the same for me in this one, where it wasn't, like, too much information or anything. It was just, I didn't really care. Same. But, like, deep into this book, I didn't really care that much. I'm going to say, like, halfway. (laughs) I think same for me. I think it did take me a little bit longer to get into this book. Um, I feel like with Akatar, it was maybe like a quarter of the way through the book that I got really invested. But I think with this book, it was like, yeah, at around the halfway mark, I got quite invested. Um, yeah, so I also- think this one takes a bit more of like a commitment. Mm-hmm. It, it is a push in the beginning where you're like, mm. It is written, obviously, again, for like a younger audience. So like it wasn't difficult to read where like I feel like if I'm not invested 
with some books that are like, obviously for, you know, people our age, um, it's harder <laughs> to read because like it's written a little bit more complexly. Um, whereas this one, it's, it was, it was a quick read for me at least. Yeah. It's, it's not too long of a book. No. Um, yeah, it's 406 pages. Yeah. It's not, it's not that bad. Um, and yeah, just like blanket statement, Sarah J. Mass is great at, um, writing strong female leads. That is something that I love about her writing as well. Like she's great. Right. At- I, I honestly didn't even think about that, but you're right. I do love that. Like not a damsel in distress insight. <laughs> like I feel like those get so annoying when you keep reading it. Mm-hmm. I, th- there's this one. Uh, I think it's Reese Witherspoon was giving a speech for something. And she was like, I never understood why in movies the woman always looks to the man and is like, so what do we do now in like an emergency situation? And she's like, tell me one time that has happened. <laughs> like, that's so true. Like, it's so I, true. Something terrible is happening. I'm not going to look at someone and be like, what do I do now? I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah J. Masses does do a really good job. Yeah. Writing strong female characters. Yeah. Like strong female characters and really feminist men. Like that's very prominent in her books um yeah I mean I guess you want to do your overall review unless you have anything else to add um yeah honestly I think that's it for me I think my overall it's not as high as you'd think for a Sarah J Mass book just because I feel like I'll get more invested as the series goes on. But like when I read Akatar at the end of it, I like panic bought the next book, you know, like I needed to know what happened. I could leave it here if I'm honest. Yeah, it's this not... book didn't really have a cliffhanger. It was yeah, kind of wrapped so, like, up at the end. It's not important to me to know what happens later. Like I don't care about the evolution of the characters really really so I feel like for me maybe like a seven and a half Hmm. okay yeah like it was but like also it is written for a younger audience and maybe that's just that's just it Mm -hmm. fair enough thoughts um, I mean, questions, comments, <laughs> concerns, <laughs> always concerns whenever I hear you speak, um, <laughs> concerns constantly. Um, I mean, I would agree with you with some of the things, like, I feel like for me, I, like the same thing happened with Akatar, where like as soon as I put down the first book, I immediately bought the second book because I just like needed to know what happened. And like not so much um, for this book, but like I still want to continue to read it because like I actually am quite invested in some of the characters. Um, and I feel like um, maybe this is 
also kind of like stemming from like the Sarah J Mass like fan theories episode that we did. Like I really want to see the evolution of the characters and how I can see them um, into a crossover into like a, the potential crossover that might be happening. Um, so maybe I'm like kind of projecting that a little bit. Um, so am so I reading- it's really Akatar continued that you're looking into. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cause like, I do love, um, there's characters in this book that I really do love. And I'm also just like curious because I feel like I just don't really like have an idea of like what is going to happen next, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like with a lot of books, there's like, I mean, granted also we're stupid, but um, (laughs) like I couldn't pick up on any like clear foreshadowing. Um, (laughs) Fair enough. Um, I also didn't, so <laughs> we're gonna find out later. Yeah. Um, but no, like obviously we already discussed like that we're alternating books for Throne of Glass. So like we're only gonna read um Throne of Glass, the the series, every other book. But I wouldn't have been mad if we had like just gone straight into the second book. Like I would have enjoyed it yeah I I I wouldn't have been mad about it I just like it didn't hurt me to not continue like I was completely fine not reading the next book and reading something else Mm -hmm. right after Mm -hmm. which if we had done that for a quarter of thorns and roses I would have called you and been like we can't yeah we would have changed our mind (laughs) yeah (laughs) swiftly (laughs) swiftly it's like yeah it was nothing gets book is a good book characters are good I like them I'm interested to see where they go it just wasn't like a necessity yeah I mean I feel like I'm gonna give mine a solid eight <laughs> yeah not that much higher no 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 just like and I feel like it would have been a lot I feel like the only reason it's that low is because of like how how slowly I got into it like I really only got into it for like like we said the second half of the book but there were points in the book where I was like holy shit Sarah you're doing it again like I don't know something about just her writing is just I don't I I, there's things in here that I probably shouldn't be surprised by but I am (laughs) (laughs) so yeah nice nice you want to get into the spoilers now always always I'm ready I've really wanted to talk about this book. So my first overall point, I think um, reading the Harry Potter series like 20 times growing up has ingrained in me too much Harry Potter. Like that's just what I think about apparently. There are several instances in this book (laughs) where it's like a very clear connection to Harry Potter or like an influence from Harry Potter, I found. For example, um, the, the seven goblets being poisoned, you have to order them and then drink one. Exactly from the first Harry Potter, I was like, damn. And then 
Did you just say the first Harry Potter episode? No, no, it's the first Harry Potter. Is it the first Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. First Harry Potter. Um, and then something evil dwells inside the castle. No one sees it. It just kind of is around and it'll like kill people randomly. I was like, is that not exactly the second Harry Potter book? I really did not pick up on that. <laughs> That's all I could think about when I was reading this book. I was like, I wonder how many Harry Potter themes are going to come out. But those are the only two. So I did think you... it's just because Harry Potter is top of mind. Did you think that um, it was going to be a basilisk? <laughs> I, was, I was like, is it a snake? <laughs> if it was a snake, it would have been like too A little direct. too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Spoiler. It was not a snake. But yeah, that, that was just my overall note about what I thought when reading this. Oh, okay. I want to talk about something because you texted me. It's, it's very rare that you actually like we, we talk about books, like even ever so briefly. Um, and you texted me just kind of being like. Huh? <laughs> the way you said that, you said it's very rare, rare that we talk about books ever so briefly and then you just ended it oh i thought you meant just ever i was like (laughs) that's just blatantly untrue and i think that's the only thing we talk about um no but you texted me um just kind of being like oh my god something sarah j mass is like doing it again i don't something like that and I'm assuming you were talking about something in regards to like romance. And I want to know what, who, okay, Dorian or Kale for you? Like, what is, cause there's like that love triangle going on. And I'm pretty sure that's what you were texting me about. I could like I'm, feel it in my bones. I'm, I'm like 80% sure. I forget. This was a while ago. So I actually forget what I was texting you about, but. You're probably right. I think it's about this. Um, I had a very hard time deciding who I liked. It was hard. I don't don't have like a strong contender either way. I don't think I do. No, I do. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I might have to go with kale okay good same <laughs> really also, yeah. also i pronounce his name like the leaf like the lettuce leaf kale <laughs> how do you pronounce it i think that it's like kale kale i think i don't know kale <clears throat> yeah there's a lot of names oh in i this think book. there is pronunciations really... in the back i did check oh really i think so i might be wrong yep Oh, it's Kayal. Kayal? I don't like that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, it's Kale. <laughs> it's Kale. <laughs> so Sarah J. Maas, incorrect. Moving on. I know this is your own story, but... It's like, it's a resand all over again. Yeah, I didn't like that either. No. But, okay, you were also Team Kale? hmm I like Dorian. But I don't know, I just feel like there's something about... Um, there's something about Selena and Kale's 
relationship that is just like it's very sweet and I feel like they're just like better suited to each other and I don't know I I like that he like kind of started off like really hard and like he was a tough egg to crack but she kind of did it and got like a little softy out of him at points you like a tough egg to crack I do like a tough egg to crack um and I don't know I feel like I like Dorian at times but he's just like a little too suave he's just like a little too much of a player for me to like be fully invested in I feel like it's just like you're the prince you get the girl I feel like no one wants that yeah were you always rooting for kale or was there like a point where you're like "Mm." no I feel like I was I was very um medium with just like everyone for a while but the point where I was like oh my god I need Kale and Selena to end up together was when um Dorian and Selena were like dancing on in her like chambers on her balcony or something like that and they were being all cute and Kale was just kind of like watching and then he got all sad and kind of realized that he had feelings for her because he was getting like jealous and then I was like That that was the point for me personally. They're, okay, so speaking of Dorian and Kale, kind of, you know how basically Kane, one of the contenders for the King's assassin. Yes. Um you know how Kane was in like the underground and was doing all like the evil things and he was the one setting up the beast to like kill the uh, other competitors did you think it was gonna be Kane yeah I thought it was gonna be Kale what (laughs) yeah I thought that's why he was like feeling bad and like like he didn't want to befriend selena dorian was left into the dark about like some of the things and kale was feeling bad about dorian too and i thought like maybe this was just like an elaborate plot with the king to just kill all of these assassins in like a you know no i don't want to say a reasonable way but like in a, in a way in a way in a um, way i thought it was gonna be that <clears throat> I don't know what point it was, but there was a point in the book where I thought it was Kane. Or at one point, I thought it might be um, Nehemia. I thought it could have been her. I also thought it might be her, but I felt like that one was too easy. Yeah, that one was a bit too easy for me as well. But there was a point, when we get to the point in the book, I will tell you when I realized it was Kane. Um, But one thing that I want to talk about, because I noticed this um Sarah J Mass kind of has this trope that she uses in her books where she like talks about reading a lot like and usually there are main characters that either like to read or are learning to read or like reading is just like I remember with um Feyre when she learned how to read it was like a very pivotal point in her character and she was like oh my god I love reading these stories and stuff like that 
And that is just so fucking smart of Sarah J. Mass to make her main character so much more relatable to the bitches who also love reading, who are reading her books. Like <laughs> sneaky tactic. Such a sneaky tactic, but I love it. Like Selena like loves reading. She always talks about reading. And it just like instantly makes the character so much more relatable to anyone who picks up a Sarah J. Mass book. Like it's just so smart. I feel like that's part of the reason I was like kind of uh, swaying towards Dorian. I liked that he'd give her books to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's just like a, not a very big thing. However, giving someone a book you like and them reading it, adorable. Like mm-hmm. that is a trope I love. That is, yeah. But I feel like getting Kale, I, I mean, I guess they like talk about books and they would like read together. So it's like a little bit different. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, that was also, I think in the beginning, I kind of rooted for Dorian a bit more, but then towards the yeah, end, it yeah. was Kale. Um, is. Is the princess's name pronounced Nehemia? Yeah, I, I checked in the back. Cool, cool. Um, I like that this story was almost equally a story about friendship with uh, Selena and Nehemia as it was about like the love triangle because I felt like that was cute it was just like a wholesome finding like a real friend for Mm -hmm. Selena so I like that yeah I do feel like um again Sarah J Mass is very good at writing romance books that also aren't like exclusively about the romance Obviously, like, we're very invested in the romance, but there's, like, enough going on outside of the romance that it's, like, it's not too cheesy. You know what? I don't know if I missed something or not. (laughs) When... When... uh... I've already forgotten the main character's name again. Selena. Selena um, wouldn't tell Kale or anyone about Kane and like the creature like after she had like stabbed it the first time like that one creature and she was like I'll just keep that to myself and then move on I didn't I didn't see the point in that like why I mean, I kind of get it. I understand her like feeling nervous about potentially being betrayed. Like, I just don't don't think by saying that like another assassin had an evil creature that tried to kill her. Yeah, but like, what if they didn't believe her? Fair. I just felt like this was like so close to the end of like the book that she already had rapport with both Dorian and Kale that I didn't see how it could go badly, but I guess you're right. I mean, there's also like the ban on like magic and stuff like that. And I just feel like. <clears throat> I guess I do she didn't want to the- tell them about the underground area either. Yeah. Like her escape route. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I just feel like. Yeah. I think that was like one of the main reasons. Cause like she would have to like, show the secret passageways and then she wouldn't have access to them anymore also if someone were to turn on her and also I feel like 
especially towards the end, the king obviously favored Kane. Like, and like it turns out that they were all kind of working together and using magic. So I feel like it's just proof that like Selena's decision to not tell anyone was correct. Because like then they would have gone to the king and been like, oh my God, Kane is using magic. And then the king would have just taken Kane's side. Fair. <laughs> um however, just to like backtrack a little bit. Um, I lost my shit when Selena found the dark passage. I got so excited. That was like the point that I got invested in the story. Give me a secret passageway and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm ready. Ready for the- yep. re as, as soon as I read, there was like a breeze, <laughs> but no breeze and like, or like the curtain was- moving like there was a breeze but there was no breeze in the room i was like oh, something's happening we're so easy to please i know <laughs> a single secret passage and we're invested in the whole story um i think one of the reasons this wasn't when i like decided that it was kane but i think it was one of the the things that made me think it was kane was when um, they point out that one of the, I guess, criminals, his name was Varen, if that makes any sense, um, would like have seen who was attacking him and like trusted him before he was like killed. And that made me think it was Cain. Mm. See, I feel like for me that still went along with my kale theory. <laughs> so I just let it go. But I don't think like the, the, the criminals really liked kale except for. Yeah. I feel like I, I was taking it more of like a trust thing. Like you wouldn't be afraid. Mm. True. You should have been, but you, you're right. That does actually kind of make sense. Naturally. I did not pick up on that. You know what? like maybe maybe again this is like the age demographic of the book but I was a bit surprised when you know how Elena was saying there's like a evil Elena thing. sorry I've been re-watching Vampire Diaries Elena's you know who's Elena the fae oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like the queen yeah 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 Right. Okay. All right. Continue your point. Sorry for being stupid. <laughs> All good. Um, how she was saying there's like an evil thing in the castle that needed to be defeated. And then there was also the champion's killer. And when Selena was like, oh, maybe it's the same thing. I thought that was being like, I thought that was the whole point. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know I why so too. several chapters later being like, oh, so I was like, was I not supposed to see that coming? I mean, but then I was like, maybe, maybe it is because it's written for a younger audience, but I don't yeah. know. I just thought that was weird. I was like, I thought that was exactly what was happening. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's just because it's for a bit of a younger audience. Fair enough. 
Um, but yeah, immediately I knew that it was like the same thing. I think I didn't necessarily think that Nehemia was evil or like was the like killer, but I don't know. She was a little sus. She was sus. She was very sus. Like, um, there's like a line where she says, then you're like every ignorant fool in this castle, Lillian. And it's like pointed out that she says it in like the perfect diction of the language. Um, that was like a little bit surprising. Yeah, I wasn't sure really what was happening with that. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that she ended up being good. And that like those word marks were there to protect Selena. And then she just kept wiping them away. That's just so funny. That was funny. Um. Do you know what I didn't see coming at all? Uh, Caltane and the Duke. Yeah, that was a weird, like, subplot that was happening. The fact that he was playing her the whole time and, like, throughout the book, it's portrayed like she's playing him. I was like, damn. Yeah, that was a twist. Evil. Yeah. Oh, but dude, it, can we just, I hate him. I was going to say I, I didn't feel bad for her. No. I hated both of them, and then I also hated the king. Oh, yeah. They can fucking. <laughs> yes. Well said. Um. Yeah, I'm really curious to see, like, what happens with, like, the king's demands. Because he's an awful piece of garbage. So that kind of makes me nervous. I think that's what like makes me a little bit more invested in the second book. Mm, to see what he's going to make Kalena do. And like what she's going to like push back on. Because she's like not really allowed to fight back. But I feel like she will, obviously. I feel like that's why you have to be invested in uh, Kale more than Dorian too. Because... Mm-hmm. Like, they end it at the end of this book. Yeah. So you're like, you lean towards the other one. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I was happy about the ending. I just, like, it didn't really fit for me. Plus, when uh, Kale stabbed slash killed. Romance. Only in fantasy books. Yeah. Murder is a green flag in fantasy books. Oh, and then, sorry. Okay, first of all, I love a good masquerade ball moment in anything. TV show, movies, books, anything. Masquerade ball gets me invested. But there was like, literally the masquerade ball is the moment where I started rooting for Kale because like Selena was dancing with Dorian and at one point, I think it was the Duke says, um, like, that it looks like Dorian is in love with Selena. And Kale gets, like, really hurt by that. And it's so hard to pick because, like, at this point, 
I was kind of rooting for Dorian because they were being like really cute. But then like, do you see that Kale's like sad about it? I don't know. I did like the ball too. You know what I also wasn't like maybe if I did like the slightest bit of research, I would have known. But I feel like I wasn't expecting a crossover so initially in this book where like Faye were a part of this. Mm. I just didn't think it was like in the initial part of the series. I thought it was like going to be built up later. But it was like quite clear that like Faye and magic and things like that are like it is the same world, just like a different time mm-hmm. period. I, don't, I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um, I will say, again, this is like very brief team Dorian moments. Um, but like when Dorian kisses Selena the first time and he's like, I'm not interested in court ladies. And like, and then he kisses her. I was like, ah! I, I don't know. It's hard to choose. It's really hard to choose. Yeah, I couldn't. I had no idea who you were going to be rooting for. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the times there's like a clear character that you are meant to choose. It just wasn't like that in this story. I have the quote. Finally, I have the quote where I started rooting for Kale. Um, and it was when they were, like I said, they're in their chambers having a blast. Um, and this fucking line says, in the garden, the captain of the guard stared up at the young, young woman's balcony, watching as she waltzed alone, lost in her dreams. But he knew that her thoughts weren't of him. <laughs> How can you not love him? Fucking stab me in the chest. Do you have any more points and notes or are you already through yours? Mm, I say no, not really. I think uh, the the final battle scene. That was intense. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but it was not that. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Oh, also, just like really quick before we get into the final battle, I thought that it the the creature itself that was like killing the um, criminals was very interesting. That it was like granting Kane their strength and I I just feel like it fits and I just I don't know it was just it was a very interesting type of monster that you don't really see a lot of I I feel like that's what made the final battle so interesting too because like knowing that he was inheriting all their powers from like the other really strong criminals I was like there's no way Selena can win if he is the strength of all the other champions yeah when Kale um, went to give Selena his sword. Another another moment where I started to root for them. I found that so sweet and so touching. And then it's really funny because she uses her friend's staff anyways. But <laughs> see, but that's why it's equally a friendship about like a love triangle or a story about a love triangle as it is about friendship. It's cute. Mm-hmm. I also found it interesting that it was Kane's first kill. Didn't anticipate that. I would have assumed that he had killed before. I don't remember reading that, but that also surprises me. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's another reason why it's so important. His first kill was to protect Selena. Oh, Kale. I think my cane. No, Kale. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, no, obviously it wasn't his first kill. <laughs> I was like, I'm so confused. <laughs> Maybe I did got accidentally got say Kane, and if I did, I'm sorry. Kale, yeah. That was um, adorable. I feel like as we discuss it, I'm becoming increasingly Team Kale. <laughs> Initially, I was like, eh, I don't really know. And I'm like, obviously. It took me a good 30 minutes and I see the error of my initial ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, again, love Sarah J. Mass and her like political feminist views. But there's a line that I just like I had to sticky note it that says, um, oh, how clever she is. What a politician she'd have made if she had been born a man. I was like, oh, getting my blood. Fighting words by Sarah J. Mass. Yep. Uh, And then when Kale says, like, perhaps four years with Selena might not be enough. You just, you gotta root for him. I'm sorry. All right. So I think we're very clearly team Kale now. (laughs) Okay. Um. (laughs) This episode is about why we like Kale. (laughs) the vegetable yes big fan you know add something to a salad yep um vitamins in there very healthy okay yeah well that's like pretty much all my points um i definitely like favorite character Hmm? oh yeah favorite character kale (laughs) okay kale It's a kale fandom. Um, it's a kale fandom. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely kale. I, I, did, I definitely a like. Thousand percent um, agree. Mm-hmm. I like Selena though. She's very interesting. I like. I really like um, her. Like I don't know. I just I like her character a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of a strong female lead, as you know. Um, Do you have a favorite quote? Um, Honestly, I feel like I'm a big fan of banter. And that's why I like Dorian and Selena's relationship. Because they were very bantery. Um, But it's like right at the beginning. I thought it was funny. Um, They're like talking to each other. And then Selena's just like... uh, I'm afraid your questions didn't merit a verbal response. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, sassy. So sassy. <laughs> what about you? Mine is also kind of like a funny one, but it was when, um, it was like when she was trying to learn how to play, I think it was pool or something like that. She was having a really hard time figuring it out. And um, it, she just says, she'd be incredible by midnight. She'd master this ridiculous game or she'd turn the table into firewood and use it to burn Kane alive. I love that. I love, um, cause that's me. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm either going to be great at this by the end of the day or I will never do it. Yeah. Um, or obviously the one that I mentioned earlier about, um, Kane, not Kane, Kale, <laughs> 
looking up at Selena dancing on her balcony because that, oh, that just hurts my heart. And I just want them to be happy. And I need Kale to be happy. Anyways, do you want to introduce the next book? I know you've been doing a lot of talking for this episode, oh, but I'm sorry, I can't. Um, so our next book, which is not in the series because we're alternating, is by Olivia Blake called Alone With You in the Ether. After reading her, did we read this for the podcast? Yeah, we did. Like the, her old one? Yeah, okay. After reading that, I was mm, I really like her writing style. So I was excited for that book mm-hmm. or for this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited for this book. I really like the Atlas Six, so I have pretty high expectations. But I again I'm trying to be very like I'm trying to not have high expectations when I go into things because yes. like a regular. Especially with a book talk book, like this book that we're reading is um, like Alone With You in the Ether is super popular on book talk, which just like, I know we talked about it with the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, but like as soon as I, as soon as something is really popular on book talk, I just, I have to go into it with low expectations. Yeah. I feel like it lowers my expectations now, knowing that it's popular. I'm like, "Mm." I don't trust any of you guys. No. Granted, who are we to be trusted? We just <laughs> book for like 14-year-olds and we're like, amazing, incredible. You know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Whoa. Fair enough. Did it. That sounded so good. Thank you. I'm doing my best. Um, all right. So if you want to follow us on social media, fuck. My voice just keeps getting worse. If you want to follow. I was going to say, do you want me to say that part? Because it's a bit long. Yeah, do you want to just keep going? Yeah. So if you want to follow us on social media, it's at BookBevies on Instagram and Twitter. And at BookBevies. No, it isn't. It's BookBevies at gmail.com for longer email inquiries. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And next episode hopefully i don't sound like this (laughs) thanks for listening bye that was a great bye mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 percent with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.